25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Hour two of the show on this Thursday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get with Farm Bureau insurance and your local hometown hero, your local Farm Bureau agent. In all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi, look them up online at favorites.com. Welcome into hour number two. Hey to everybody on the stream, in the stream, islands in the stream, Kenny, Dolly, back on track. I just had him chase a rabbit for a minute. On the stream here on Facebook, facebook facebook.com. Slash Radio Wyatt, that's me. Most days, not every, but most days, stream. we uh, stream the show live on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Streaming it live as we speak as well on Twitter Periscope. I am on Twitter at Radio Wyatt. Hit me up right there. I've gotten some tweets that I'd like to read to you, and then I'm coming to your texts, and I'll give you the numbers and how we can talk and how you can complain about all the Mississippi State content on this show. I don't really care. Lee, on my Twitter feed over here, I'm at Radio Wyatt. Lee, he's Lee Thibodeau. What a great name. Look at that, Roger. Spells it T-H. The H is silent. The doe at the end of his name is (laughs) D-E-A-U-X. Lee Thibodeau says uh, that he had a conversation with Dan the Coffee Man earlier today, and he says, I have three pounds headed my way. He is at Dan the Coffee Man. They are High Point Roasters in New Albany, small batch local roaster of coffee, the best. In fact, Lee, look at here. See that thermos right there? That $12 thermos, thermos brand from Walmart. Holds the exact amount of coffee that I make in the French press each morning after grinding my own coffee beans and sip by sip. It's a zen thing. It's coffee zen. Coffee zen. There's a great name for a podcast. Or just what I said, sip by sip. (laughs) Down to the last drop. I pour it in there, and then I sip on it. That's what I'm having, a little coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Sorry for the sound effect. Had to do it. Don't do it often on this show. If I ran you off, well, bye. Go! (laughs) Perfect timing, Roger. Perfect timing. 
Also on Twitter, Brian has tweeted me, and he says, Matt, I respect the way you own your MSU fandom. You're a former player, so of course you should be a fan. You don't pretend to be completely unbiased, yet you try to be fair at all times. Can't help but respect that. And then Jesse, (laughs) Roger, listen closely. Jesse Uh then commented on that tweet and said, I wish Bo Bounds was more like this. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Good old Bo. I tell you, man, Bo. (laughs) (laughs) That a boy, Bo. And Bo's show is phenomenal. As long as he's been doing it as successful as he is, his listenership is huge in the mornings. And I like his show. I I don't – you know, I stream it. I stream it some. Yeah, great guests. He has a lot of guests that – I'm like, why didn't I think of that? And, you know, Roger, back when I used to do a lot of guests on this show, I'd line somebody up, talk to them, and then realize they were on Bo's show that morning. Yeah, he was probably stealing them from you, man. <laughs> well, you made the mistake of pr- promoting it on your website. Is that right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, appreciate the kind words. Okay, let's get over here on the text line, and then we're going to listen to some audio. It is hour two. I need to make good on the promise that I gave you in hour one when I said, coming up in hour two of the Today Show, Audio from the press conferences yesterday on signing day for Joe Moorhead and Lane Kiffin. It's not, no, 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 time out. It's not going to be boring. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. It's not going to be boring. <laughs> but first on the text line at 885-ESPN or 885-3776, if you like numbers. It's a 601 area code. Jason says the ghost texter is whining about too much state. Maybe he should text the show that doesn't engage their listeners and sounds like a of monotonous old women at the back fence. But that's none of my business. (laughs) That's like, that's a version of the bless their heart. You know, you can say anything you want about someone and as long as you say bless their heart. Well, that Matt sure is a, Homer, bald-headed with crooked teeth, bless his heart. <laughs> he says stupid stuff, don't he? Bless, bless his heart. <laughs> but that's he got a funny-shaped head, don't he? <laughs> bless his heart. <clears throat> I wish that Bo Bounds was more like Matt. But that's none of my business. <laughs> pull hey. the pen and throw it in. Hey. Hey, put that on the uh, put that on the soundboard and see if Beaver and Chris ever discover it. Which one is that? The, the one, one where just... I said, "Boy, I wish Bo was more like Matt, but that's none of my business." I got two shots at it now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, Anthony from Tupelo on the text line says, "Leave it to a land shark fan to try and throw shade on State's recruiting class. What a <laughs> take your loss and shut up." Where's my sound effect? I, you know, I have not used. Oh, Yosemite Sam. Yeah, doggone this. It's all when I whenever I do this way too much on the show, and that is I start looking for sound effects as opposed to knowing where it is and being familiar with it. I start looking for it and I fill time until I find it just like this. <laughs> Thanks so much, Foghorn Jay in Baltimore. 
says, where are we going to be blessed with a uh, – when are we going to be blessed with a little Bart or Charlie? Seems like it's been a while. I um, Look, you're exactly right. Bart Gregory, Charlie Winfield. Charlie's traveling. Um, some, he's you know out of town somewhere right now. I saw Bart last night. I mentioned to Bart that I want to interview him. He's going to be one of the first interviews during – as we get closer to baseball season on the Dogpile podcast, which is – we're kind of transitioning that into just an all Mississippi State sports podcast, as opposed to just baseball. We're going to emphasize baseball this year on it, and we're going to interview Bart. Talked about that, and I had a thought. I've not even mentioned it to them, Jay. But as I was just getting some work done this morning, I had the thought: maybe I ought to ask and see if Bart and or Charlie would like to host some baseball podcasts on the Dog Pile. Hmm. It's not like they're busier, <laughs> but hey, we'll see. It's not like this is work, really. Right. We'll see. Uh, it's a good point. Just talk for a little while. We'll record it. I'll do well, all the point work. is, there's a little more that goes into it, but I, I would have <laughs> Certainly. Some days, some days anyway. Certainly more goes into it. Okay. Let's try it. Here we go. This is what we're going to do. I'm about to let you hear what Joe Moorhead said yesterday, and then we're going to flip it over to Lane Kiffin. So regardless of what flavor you prefer, I'm going to put it on your plate at some point here over the next few minutes. So be patient with me. Joe Moorhead, top 25 signing class, had 21 signees, one transfer, 22 in all. They felt really good about it. First time in school history to have three top 25 classes at least ranked in a row. So in his suit and tie, he talked about it and took a few questions. Here is that audio of Joe Moorhead yesterday on signing day. How y'all doing? Good. I, I, hey, listen, awesome day. Uh, couldn't be more excited, and it's a great day for me of celebration, uh, you know, not only for our program and, and the 22 young men that we're bringing in, but most importantly for, for the young men, the student athletes who are fulfilling a lifelong dream of playing uh, at the collegiate level, specifically in the SEC. Uh, and their families. So it's a combination of sometimes two and three years worth of work and, uh, you know, a lifetime worth of, uh, you know, hard work for, for, for the kids. So that is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, we couldn't be more excited. Uh, you know, certainly there's a lot of people to thank in this process. Uh, you know, first and foremost, our, our, our administrators and, uh, you know, leadership here that, that allow us to do the things that are necessary to be successful uh, from a resources uh, standpoint for recruiting. Um, you know, certainly our, our recruiting staff and, you know, I know you guys may have written a little bit about them or kind of delved into what they do, but, you know, led by Mike Villagrana and going down the line, you know, our recruiting staff has done a phenomenal job formulating a plan in terms of evaluation, um, you know, getting us out on the road, seeing all the kids. Uh, and I think from a relationship building standpoint, we've done an unbelievable job there. So, you know, certainly our recruiting staff deserves a lot of uh, a lot of credit and a lot of thanks. Uh, our assistant coaches, um, you know, you know, the way we work it is the head coach obviously has an incredibly integral part in this. And, you know, the thing that you're looking to do to differentiate yourself from maybe other people that have more winning tradition or more resources is that I felt like head coach involvement has to play a huge part in that. And these young men have heard from me every single day for, for two years or whenever it was permissible. But, you know, but, but our, our, our um, assistant coaches and, and the way we do it is we have the area coach and the position coach both involved. So they're hearing from three different people and certainly our recruiting communication staff, our, our assistants have done an unbelievable job. You know, certainly want to thank the, uh, the high school coaches in, in the great state of Mississippi and, uh, you know, the surrounding areas for their belief in us. 
uh, belief in our program and uh, you know entrusting us to carry on the work that they've done uh, to the to the parents and to the to the young men and to their families uh, and um, you know it, it's it's just very very humbling and very rewarding that you have the type of players and you know Hayden Fry who just he, he just passed away you know he had an old saying that, that you recruit your own problems and I kind of look at that in a little bit different way I think you recruit your own solutions and then something in terms of checking off boxes you know first and foremost the kid has to have the athletic and football ability to help you win at this level to win in the SEC and compete for a national championship so all of our guys check off that box but the next biggest thing to me is uh, do, do they check off the boxes of being being you know great people and great communicators and, and I think the thing that we've added with this class that to me excites me the most as you talk about winning winning with culture that you talk about discipline accountability work ethic attention to detail selflessness you know you see all those kids on that screen big smiles great families and, and espousing the things that are necessary that when they come in here then you talk about doing the little things right you know it's just not a thing on the back of, of a t-shirt it's what these kids actually believe and now for for three classes back to back three straight you know, top 25 classes, building on the momentum of two Egg Bowl wins, building on the momentum of 10, uh, you know, straight bowl games, uh, two under this staff. And I think Coach Harrell was the last one to have two in his first two years. And all the things, I mean, just the, the momentum and the positivity, it's, it's, all, it's all very, very exciting. And, uh, you know, certainly, honestly, most importantly, but, but you know, our fans play a, a huge role in this too. And, and when you talk about the fan support here at Mississippi State, you know, not, not just – you know, out in the state, but but here in this building, and the number of kids that we had at, at the Egg Bowl, or the number of fan, the kids that we had, and the fans that we had, and they talk about the atmosphere at this game. That our, our fans play a huge part in that, and and, and you know. I love our Mississippi State fans, and, and you know we've used the term family here a lot at Mississippi State, and uh, you know, and I believe that's true. And I come from a, you know, I'm one of three, and my dad's one of eight. And here's the thing with family, you know, everything's not always going to be peaches and cream, and it's not going to be you know sunshine and unicorns. There are going to be disagreements. Sometimes I'm going to disagree with what my brother says. Sometimes he's going to disagree with what I have to say. But at the end of the day, when someone tries to come between you. All right, you're going to get back to back and you're going to fight your way out. And that's one thing that I appreciate is the passion of Mississippi State fans. But at the end of the day, they're going to defend their school and they're going to support their kids and they're going to support their coaches. So they played a, played a, a huge role in that. You know, you look at 17. To- All right, let's uh, pause it right there. We'll come back to some of the uh, Joe Moorhead press conference from yesterday later. Plenty of time here in hour number two. We'll get into some of the Q&A uh, coming up as well. If you're watching on the stream there are some numbers for you. You want to call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 601-995-1059 is the number to call. And 885-ESPN, the text line, 885-ESPN, or text me at 885-3776. Either one, fine with me. We'll come back to some of the Q&A. What about Lane Kiffin? Audio is a little different, but still uh, good enough. And this is what it sounded like yesterday, right after they signed, I think, 12, I said 10 earlier, but I think they had 12 players sign letters of intent yesterday uh, with Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. And here is the new Ole Miss coach at the podium. All right. So, you know, you know, this <clears throat> signing period of early signing period kind of to me is it's kind of like halftime right now. So, you know, um, it's kind of strange. You know, um, last time being at this level as a head coach, we didn't have this. So, you know, and then we didn't sign in as many guys at FAU at mid-year, so as they do up here, kind of waited for guys to trickle down. So, 
you know, like I said, it's kind of halftime here, so it's kind of strange having a having a press conference like instead of the end of the game at halftime. You know, so we signed some good players today um, that we're excited about. Uh, you know, but we've only been here a week, and so just like our staff, you know, we said we're going to work fast, but we're also going to work smart. So um, with that, you know, there's still a number of kids um, that we're on, some that have already said they're coming that you know want to develop relationships so they're going to push back to February and some other kids that we're on that maybe we're going places that have pushed back to February to give us a chance because we only had one weekend and some kids are still you know already had that weekend filled so we weren't able to get um, you know to everybody so when we start back up again here you know would obviously like to have a, have our staff in place you know to be full strength and then go finish out the second half you know it's like you can't win the game in the first or second quarter. You know, can't win recruiting yet. So, you know, we'll have a lot of work to do. Excited about, you know, talked to a lot of kids over the last two days about waiting. And, you know, push them back to February and finish really strong. So, the guys that did sign today, it's a little bit defense heavy. Um, you know, when we came in, you know, we didn't, we don't know the current roster great. And so we'll always try to sign the best players, regardless of position, but especially in our first year uh, as we look at things. And so, you know, inform some guys that maybe were had scholarships here before that we were going a different direction out of fairness to them. Um, I think that's the best thing to do uh, instead of just keeping kids that were coming for a previous staff and they don't fit and they're wanting to transfer in a year or two. So questions? All right, so we'll get into the Q&A with Lane Kiffin a little later in the show uh, as well. So those are kind of your opening statements, one for Joe Moorhead yesterday, one for Lane Kiffin. The Q&A is, I think, very interesting. Um, for instance, you know, Moorhead asked a lot of questions um, you know, about Mississippi kids, about the importance of that, but he was also asked about quarterback. You look at numbers. They signed one, Will Rogers from Brandon. Uh, Ole Miss also signed one quarterback. Lane Kiffin got some questions about the tight end at Oxford High School, who was a big time recruit, and I think I think signed with Auburn yesterday. Is that right? But he Kiffin got some questions about you know recruiting him in a short notice type of deal, but also the fact that the kid had said that the new Ole Miss staff didn't really even reach out to him, and and he responded to that and 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 pretty much said it wasn't true without just saying, "Hey, that's not true." So I think you'll find some of that interesting, and we'll hear that coming up here in hour number two uh, as well. Ready Teddy on the text line says, from an Ole Miss guy, keep doing what you are doing. You and Roger do a great job. How about that, Roger? He didn't say we do a good job. He said we do a great job. Well, thanks for throwing me in there. appreciate that. Yes, Matt does all the heavy lifting on the show. It takes two to tango. <laughs> I'll play the music. You do the steps. <laughs> uh, White Denzel says, Bart Gregory filling in on a podcast, inject that straight into my veins. <laughs> That's one of those uh, little you know, sayings that people are using nowadays. You know, you'll see baseball players get a double into the gap, slide into second base, look back over at their dugout, and insinuate as though they are sh- shooting that into their veins. And I don't know how to feel about any of it. <laughs> I really don't know. I, 
I don't think it sends a good signal to the uh, <laughs> people who are maybe struggling with wanting to yeah. pierce their vein. Tyler liked and laughed on the text line that I said a minute ago, no matter what flavor you prefer, talking about State or Ole Miss or Kiffin or Moorhead, you're going to get some of it on your plate. He goes, what flavor you prefer? He goes, Ole Miss, French vanilla, or Mississippi State, vanilla. <laughs> is it really what it is to you, Tyler? Vanilla or French vanilla? What is your favorite flavor? Now, stop. We're not going to do it. That is a that is a gridiron show with Chris Brooks and Beaver topic. And that is your favorite ice cream flavor. So we're not doing it. <laughs> Jason on the text line says, I'm really trying to like Coach Moorhead, but he turns me off and and around when he says compete for a national cha- or compete for national championships. Well, you know, Jason, I would say that yeah, in reality, they're a long ways away from that. And we had the numbers earlier when Paul called in and said, you know, those top five teams in the SEC this year they averaged 16 four-star players in each of their signing classes. We're bragging on the fact that State has 16 four-star or better players combined in the last three classes. That is the most ever in a three-year stretch at State. It's an uphill climb. But mentioning it and talking about it, people used to snicker when Dan Mullen would bring it up when he first got the job, and then they got the number one. They didn't win it, but they got the number one for a little while. You got to talk about it, man. You can't back up from talking about it. That's just the way it is. Tommy and PRG and everybody, I'll get to your text later. And we'll jump back in and listen to some more of that Q&A with those coaches. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. George Michael. You got it. I think he died three years ago on Christmas Day. Oh, really? He passed away on Christmas Day. He hmm. had a, some kind of heart problem and uh, hmm. fatty liver. <laughs> I thought, well, they, you don't have any Throw privacy in, in England when you die. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> that, that, that came straight from the morgue. You know, it's interesting. There's like different subgenres of Christmas songs, Christmas music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean you got the you have the classics, the Nat King Cole, the Sinatra, the oldies, the yeah. oldies you know, those things. A rocking um, around, yeah. Brenda Lee. Who was the guy? Um the the great voice. Nat oh, King Cole. Not Nat King Cole. Same guy. I can't I'm just totally drawing a blank on his name. Great singer. He was not a Rat Pack guy, but he was in that same time frame. Uh, big voice. He had the. He sang the theme song and opening to the Where the Red Fern Grows movie. Anyway, he had a bunch of hits, and you know, so the classics. But then you've got that subgenre of like that song and like the Mariah Carey deal and like the the Beatles Christmas song that you either love it or you can't stand it. <laughs> and some of those. Where, yeah, where are you on the? Uh... George Michael there. Uh, it wasn't big. You take it or leave it. Take it or yeah, leave it. Right? I, yeah, I'm either way. Yeah, 
you know, I recognize it as Christmas music. I could take it or leave it. Not being Crosby. It's not who I'm thinking of. But he's Was that Andy Williams you're talking that's about? That's it. Andy Williams. That's who I'm thinking of. Andy Williams. You look that one up. That's who I'm talking about. PRG on the text line says, you and Roger do a fantastic job, a much better job. <laughs> he says, then that little red-headed leprechaun from the morning show. <laughs> Come on now. Y'all be nice to Blake. I like Blake. He's great. I like old Blake. We call him a red-headed leprechaun. <laughs> Joey says, Listening to Joe Moorhead is as fun as a closed amusement park. You really think so? I like I like the way Joe talks. I like the way he handles the press conference stuff. <laughs> I like how he winds himself up. You know, if he, if he, you just wonder if you got him talking for an hour, uh-huh. he might you know he hey, might really. He actually said he actually said yesterday at one point he goes, "Hold on, now I'm getting wound up here," and he had to kind of get himself back on the track. He sure did. Ghost Texter. Says, so what does that fan want Moorhead to say? We are going to set our ceiling of wins at eight every year? Or <laughs> we're setting our goals at championships. Well, yeah. He says, Hale State. And a couple of votes there for Bing Crosby. And you're right. He had some of the best stuff. Not a not a huge fan of Dean Martin Christmas songs. That's just me. We the, all have our own deals there. The thing they used to say about Bing Crosby that made him so popular was that Every guy thought he could sing like that. Right. And you can't. Well, I mean, yeah. No. <laughs> you just can't. You put notes in there you don't even hear. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go here. Divinity Equipment Phone. First of all, let me mention, on Monday, I will be on this show live from Divinity Equipment in Jackson or Raymond. Look it up online, DiviniEquipment.com. You'll come see us because... There are huge, momentous deals going on right now through the end of the year, and we will be doing a toy giveaway. Now, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Listen close. Listen close. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram if you don't already. I am at Radio Wyatt on both. I'll be sending out pictures. They have a full line of the Kubota toys, like tractors and, you know, construction equipment toys is really cool stuff we're gonna be giving some of that away and these deals you you are only able to access some of these types of discounts on equipment through the end of the month the 31st you can save 1500 bucks off zero turn mowers up to 2500 dollars off l-series tractors up to $12,000 off some of the construction equipment, excavators and other stuff at Divinity Equipment. Up to $3,000 off the Kubota Sidekick. It'll go 40 miles an hour. The ATV. So deals like that, in-store deals as well on Monday, and giving away doing a toy giveaway. So just follow me for details, and we'll see you on Monday at Divinity. All right, here we go. Gator Man is up first on the Divinity phone. What's up, Gator Man? What's going on, Matt? Not much, man. Merry Christmas. Hey, I was going to call. Merry Christmas. I was going to call in and, and guest Andy Williams and Bing Crosby as well. But um, I'm a fan of uh, the older Christmas music. Yeah. Um, my favorite uh, Christmas music group or singer is one that 
most people don't realize who it is when they hear it. It's called the Ray Conniff Singers. Okay. And they put out seven, uh, probably about four or five Christmas albums. Okay. It's like uh, 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 almost like a choir, but it's groups of singers that uh, sing several different songs, and they meld the songs into one. They'll sing like three different songs. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking it'll about. it'll be in one yeah. song. Yeah. But uh, I was going to call, actually, about, uh, you know, talk about recruiting and uh, press conferences and stuff and fan reactions. I don't think, uh, I, you know, he might be, you know, he might have expected it, but Dan Mullen yesterday, um, you know, it's not over yet, but he went, was up at 7 and knocked down to 8. They missed on a couple of guys that uh, they uh, had sights on, but uh, he signed four stars which is the most four stars except for alabama mm -hmm. no five stars now there's going to be another bump for the recruits after the all-star games that's the final bump that they'll get i think that there's two guys that's on there uh that's Hey, Gator Man, um, I'm, I'm sort of rushing yeah. you a little bit i got a couple of minutes left in this segment but i just want to get one question in there for you before i move on what Go ahead. What? Um, how do you think? And kind of summarize it for me. How you think genuinely the the fan base, the Florida fan base, feels right now towards Dan Mullen after two years on the field? How do they feel about him? Uh, they feel great. But what I was going to get to is they expect him to get back to where uh, Urban Meyer was with recruiting. Uh, but he's got to get that facility built because a lot of that money is being tied up in building that facility that's going to be on the level of Clemson, the standalone facility. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he is uh, maybe is had expected the kind of pushback he's getting today because he's sitting at number eight right now, consensus class. But you know the fan base is wanting to get back to like 2011. Yeah. There's a the 2011 class, uh, one of Irma Myers' class is kind of in that group of the best class of all time of any team. I don't think he can get that close, but if he gets a couple of five stars with what he already has, yeah. he'll finish in the top five or better, and well, then that and Gator will Man, just make it, the it, fan base over the moon. It, well, and it should because – Mullins, as a head coach, has never had teams with that kind of talent stockpiled on them. That's just the truth. And I agree. Matt on Facebook says Mullen has always been a little bit of a weak recruiter, but if they're going to give him some tools that may help him, and I, look, I just, he's going to win. And so it's just a matter of time. Gator Man, thanks for your call. We got to split. Appreciate it, brother. Yep. Thank you. Listen, Paul and Ben, if y'all will hold on, I will appreciate it. Our listeners will appreciate it. And you'll be the first thing I come to when we come back. Hang on if you can. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. 
pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice. Back on the show, Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, Farm Bureau Insurance Agents, your hometown heroes in all 82 counties in Mississippi. Paul has been hanging on for a long time on the Divinity Equipment phone, and I appreciate you doing that. Paul, what's up? Hey, look, I I call periodically, but I don't call a lot. and I, I don't think I've ever called a show twice in one day, but I've Thank got you. to rebut something you said. Okay. And one of your texters said that, uh, first of all, um, one of those uh, uh, land shark guys tried to call in and degrade our recruiting class. Number one, I'm not a land shark guy, and I hope the land shark dies. That's the stupidest <laughs> mascot in the world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, I was not trying to degrade anything about Mississippi State's recruiting class. I mean, why would I do that? When well, I don't Ole Miss think thirty seventh, and they went twenty six. Yeah, I don't think what I'm they. At, I don't think they were referring to you, Paul. I really don't. I think they were referring to somebody else on the text line. But you don't let me get in the way. I like where you're going. But but what I'm saying is, uh, there's a big divide between your top five, six, seven teams in the SEC and that group between 20 and 30. And, of course, Ole Miss is way beyond that divide because they're 38. So, no, in no means without trying to degrade anything about Mississippi State. Obviously, you know I'm an Ole Miss fan. But I respect this show. I really like your show. I listen to it every day I get a chance. And you and I have one thing in common. I married a Mississippi State girl. You married an Ole Miss girl. So I can relate to what you go through every day. Paul, listen. But I there, just, there is I amazing to me. To it's amazing to me how many couples I run into that are one school or the other. I almost never. And I wouldn't run give in. a me. I wouldn't take a million dollars for mine. If I love it. <laughs> me neither. Forbidden fruit. That's right. Me neither. And, and but the thing is, I won't. Your texture to understand, I was trying to offer an objective comparison. He was insinuating that my comparison was being subjective. And I would challenge you that he doesn't know the difference between the two. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Later. Thanks for the call. <laughs> You've been schooled. I almost never run into a couple where they both went to the same college. I don't know why that is. It's crazy. They probably knew each other. Uh, yeah, that's it. You know, you know how crazy you were in school, man. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. So and so told me what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. <laughs> ben in Star, Mississippi. Thanks for hanging on for a long time, Ben. What's up? Oh, not much. Uh, what I was wanting to know, uh, Luke, and I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's South S H O U S E. The kid from uh, Ole Miss that they were pretty high on. I noticed yesterday his uh, letter of intent never showed up, and I was just curious. Uh, 
that you've heard anything, you know, like, did they push him back to February? Did he decommit? You know, mm. if, you know, because I mean, but he, his was one of the ones they were looking for yesterday and it never came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't heard a reason for it, Ben. <clears throat> You're talking about the offensive tackle from Tennessee, right? Yeah. The one from yeah. out of Brentwood, Tennessee. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got tremendous upside. He's not real heavy right now, but he's just a, a senior. He's just high school senior. He's yeah. six foot six, you know, so yeah, sure like 48 pounds. Seven or something. Yeah. And, you know, so any anybody with that kind of frame who's an athlete, they can put 20 pounds, you know, 30 pounds. They can play at 280, 290, real easy. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying that this is total speculation without having a source on it. It just looks to me to be one of those where they probably, you know, they they may have one of those examples where they may have said, "Hey, look, man, we're evaluating everybody, and you know, it's probably best for you to hold off." Yeah. And if that's the case, okay. you know, you just hope that there's an honest conversation both ways on that. Um, and yeah. I think we're kind of in a. And I think we're in a world now in 2019 where when you get a coaching change, they've been on the job for 10 days. There's some players that are committed that probably realize that may put my spot with that school in jeopardy, a new coach, a new staff. They kind of know that. Yeah. Don't know that that's for sure the case with this player, but that's kind of what it looks like anyway. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, because, I mean, from what I heard and everything, they were real hound, you know, Staff that was okay. That what he had brought in with him, mm-hmm. and that they really did like this kid. Uh, well, you can't help but wonder, being I, an offensive lineman, if he was a Matt Luke recruit. Well, he was. I mean, he was a Matt Luke recruit, but uh, you know, nobody. I mean, you, you never did hear anything about saying that. Don't you know that Georgia had offered him or mm. anything like that? Yeah. Uh, you know, because I mean, they were really expecting his letter of intent yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Well, and or uh, it was supposed to come in yesterday. Yeah. Twenty four seven sports reports that they asked him yesterday about three forty. That's Kippen, and he said he expected one more to come in, but one well, more. that was that uh the kid out of uh not Gill uh they announced his uh, Dalen Gill. Yeah, okay. he had signed earlier. I he mean, his letter earlier. had come okay. in earlier, and then there was another kid. Uh, uh, I can't remember where he was from, but it was him and South were the only two that they were waiting on. Okay. And well, the other kids came in, and South has never did. Oh, okay. 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 Well, I'm keeping a, you know an ear to the ground, and this is what I would say, Ben is. I keep having to remind myself that. It's only half of the signing period, right? You know, you yeah. Keep well, that's to... what I, you know, because I know they pushed some of them back until February. Sure. Some of the people they were talking to. I would just say I this, was just Ben. Look, when you get a coaching change and a staff turnover and all this, and I know there's some coaches staying and all this. When you're going to have a new position coach, maybe you haven't met them. Maybe the coach hasn't met the player. Man, it's just best for everybody to wait. Like, yeah, right. Get, you spend time. You got. You have time. If there's any uncertainty at all, 
Use the time you have to figure out what you're going to do on both sides. There's nothing wrong with that at all, and that's just where they are because they had a coaching change. That's what I think. Yeah. Ben, I appreciate your call, man. Did you ever go through a coaching change when you were at State? Not a head coach. Um, Coach Cheryl was our head coach you know, when I signed in recruiting and he was there when I left. Um, so we never had a turnover as a at a at a head coach head spot. Coach. Uh, we had three different offensive coordinator quarterbacks coaches in five years, I did. Yeah. Um, so that was a little bit of a, a turnover. But we always had the same head coach. However, I yeah. had I had five different I'm sorry, four different head coaches in four years of high school. Now think about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And all four of them ran a different System different, high school is a yeah. little different than college, right? Oh yeah, of course. You know, it's a different deal, and I, I would just say that it is a tough thing. I can only yeah. imagine it's a tough thing to be. The only thing that I could have experienced that it's anywhere even close to it, really. My one year of playing football over in Germany, our head coach got fired in the middle of the season, and right. um, it was after a game where we had lost a game against a team from Italy, and. Um, they they fired our coach, and I really liked this coach. His name was Lee Rowland. He was an English guy, and I really liked him. I thought he was a good coach. I thought he knew what he was doing. He was the one who I had built a relationship with. I knew him really well, and I trusted him, and that's why I went yeah. over there. And then they fired him, and so it was unsure. You're in this foreign country, and you don't, now you don't know. And, and yeah. they, they hired a guy from on the staff who – from the day I got there, I could tell. I knew right away. This guy, they call him a, an assistant coach. He didn't know anything about football. The guy barely knows anything right. about the game. But they hired him to be the head coach, and it was just a joke. Yeah. And um, right. that was kind of um, – that was one of those where it ended any and all team chemistry and every kind of became this every man for himself sort of thing over the next couple of weeks, and it was hard to get yeah. over. So – I can sense okay. that when you have those coaching changes as a you know at the head coach spot, it can be iffy yeah. for the current players and for the recruits, and it take a while to smooth that uh, out. Okay, well I appreciate it. All right, man. If you hear anything, kind of let, let let us know about it. Okay, we'll do, Ben. Thank you. Uh, All right, appreciate you, man. Yeah, appreciate Bye. you. And I will tell you that I I don't that when you listen to the show, you know your your expectation probably shouldn't be to get a lot of really deep dive inside recruiting information on players and, you know, what the coaching staffs are going to do and who they're going to sign and for what reason. I, I don't do a lot of reading on it. I don't follow it very closely. It's all really surface stuff for me. I do understand the importance. And after players get signed and you can look back at classes and rankings and positions, I like that very well because now I know what I'm looking at. Now it's a done deal. Here's my favorite Christmas song. Enjoy it. And we'll see y'all tomorrow in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team.